Welcome everyone to today's episode of Casting the Net. Today, the guys talk all about confirmation and they describe this in a lot of detail and they talk about how it's one of the more perplexing and least understood sacraments, how confirmation can actually take place at different ages. I didn't know that. They talk about how there's an inherent change in the recipient of confirmation And there are a lot of great quotes in today's episode. Um, There really are just a ton. And my favorite one is where Father Dave says, baptism puts you on the right team and confirmation puts you in the game. So have a great day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we'll see you again next week. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey, friends, if you're tuning in to Cast in the Net, you found the right place. If you're looking for something else, we hope you stay a while. Yeah. yeah. Father Dave, joined by my co-host, Rick. Rick, you're looking uh, looking good tonight. Well, that's nice of you to say. <laughs> Hold on I, a second. I, I appreciate it. Let me yeah, put my say, glasses, put glasses on. on and right. get, get a real gander at me. <laughs> Right. We have been enjoying for many weeks now, we've been enjoying a conversation about the sacraments. And I think as Catholic Christians, I don't think we can speak about them enough. I mean, in some ways, the hemorrhaging that we've experienced in church with people, I think in large part, it has to do with the failure to understand the yeah. sacraments as encounter with Christ. If if there was um, the remotest understanding of that, we would we would anticipate, I think, folks uh, pining mm. to encounter the Lord through the sacraments. So, I I don't feel that we're spending too much time, but really trying to um, shine the light or allow the light that uh, emanates forth in the sacraments to be seen. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just reflecting on it this morning. Uh, I mean, we've been talking sacraments for the entire summer. And that, that that struck me, but then I thought, no, that, that's good. I mean, just reflecting on my own life as a Catholic, uh, for the longest time, it's not that the sacraments didn't have importance in my life or I didn't understand them. I just, I didn't appreciate them as much as I could because I think there's a tendency to present them disconnected from the rest of hmm. Catholic belief. Hmm. You know, hmm. we, we kind of compartmentalize and break up. And and part of that is for convenience. It's a, it's an easy sure. way to, to wrap our minds around sure. something. But I think then you have to plug it back into the hole and see how it all fits together. Sure. And that's how that's how my mind works. And I didn't really come to appreciate them until I understood them as just part of the bigger picture of how God wants to incorporate us into His life and save us. In one of the sacra the sacrament that w- w- upon which we wanted to focus today is the sacrament of confirmation. <clears throat> In some ways. It might be the most perplexing of sacraments. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe the least understood. Yeah. Uh, biblical evidence of the apostles separating in in word and action the baptism of a person with some sort of laying on of hands mm-hmm. and reception of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So the evidence is there as separate actions in the New Testament, specifically in the Acts of the Apostles, mm-hmm. where where some of the biblical origins take place. But sacrament has had a sacrament of confirmation has had a 
quite a varied experience. I mean, even bishops are permitted to establish when confirmation ought to be administered. And I I recall, not having done any research for the show, (laughs) I recall a bishop out west, it might have been in Colorado Springs, um, in the last five or six years, deciding to connect confirmation with baptism at a real early age for infants. Mm -hmm. And we have others that confirmation might be celebrated in their diocese as high school students. In our diocese here in Northwest Ohio, it is uh, eighth grade, and our bishop has legislated that, that all 121 parishes are required to confirm in a normative sense uh, in the eighth grade, you Mm -hmm. know, roughly 13 or 14 years of age. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the the bishop you just referenced, the one who who you think might be in out west in Colorado Springs or wherever. Um, it's an interesting choice that he would he would um, he would choose to connect baptism and confirmation because I mean that's how it's done in the Eastern tradition. Yes, Eastern Christians with Eucharist. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. Yeah, Eastern sacraments Christians, of initiation. Yeah, they they receive together the sacraments of initiation um, at once. It's not called confirmation for Eastern Christians. It's chrismation. Mm. Uh, but there is a precedent for that. Um, it's just typically Western Christians um, separate them, and you know, traditionally we, we see that as appropriate because just as naturally our lives unfold or or develop, um, there's there's a certain sense in which spiritually we develop as well, mm. and the uh, the spiritual role um, within the church of of a of a newborn or a five year old that's not the role of a 13-year-old sure. or a 14-year-old. Sure. Um, a 13-year-old or older or a 14-year-old <clears throat> is going to need special gifts and graces that a, that a newborn won't. Yes. Because that 13 or 14-year-old is going to take on a very public role yeah. now at this, you know, once they reach the age of reason, yeah. approximately, in uh, in proclaiming the gospel. At <laughs> the age of reason. It's a, <laughs> well, what is the age of reason in your household? Uh, we're, we're not there yet. <laughs> I, I could tell you that. I don't know exactly when it'll be, but we're not there yet. But. I did. Uh, I did have an experience this past week that reminded me of um, the importance of confirmation in sort of a roundabout way. Uh, Maggie and I were out walking the dog. Uh, oh, Moose is a that's our, a dog's our dog's name. That's our dog. I don't name? think yeah. that's come up in our well, podcast. No, I don't moose suppose he has dog. moose. Yeah, well, he's big like a moose, <laughs> well, and I would, it's. I would imagine so. Well, irony is you <laughs> know, true is, too. is the root of humor, right? Oftentimes, so. <laughs> Um, kind of funny to have a Chihuahua named Moose, but we don't. We have a golden retriever <laughs> named Moose, and it's it's an easy name to pronounce. If you were, we we got the dog when Grace, our youngest, was pretty young, and she uh, was kind of limited in what she could say, so we wanted to make it easy on her. And we gave the dog Moose, gave the dog the name Moose, single but, syllable. That's right, yeah. But we were out walking, and it was it was one of those you know glorious late summer hmm. afternoons. You know, it's it's really warm, but there's a nice breeze, so it's it's tempered, it's tolerable. Huh. Uh, and uh, our path took us by this um this butterfly bush and this thing was massive it was like five feet tall just as wide and, and it was, teeming with butterflies it was it was it was probably 15 or 20 butterflies huh. on it and um maggie and i both not so much moose but maggie and i both were, were struck by just the entire scene we just kind of stood there and gazed at it and uh after a bit of admiring maggie says to me this isn't verbatim but it was something along the lines of Dad, I think everything exists in the heart of God. 
You know, she didn't she didn't use the word exist. Like that's that that was my it was something like that. But well, that's she, a but, proud but definitely moment. heart of God was was verbatim. Really? Yeah. That just, phrase. Yeah, yeah. And it was just this intuition she had. Hmm. Um you know, she's got no no theological training. She's she hasn't reached the age of reason yet. She was just freestyling basically. She was riffing. Hmm. Hmm. And I was so moved by it. I just, wow. you know, oh, Maggie, that's that's beautiful. You you are not far from the kingdom of heaven, you know. <laughs> yes. Um but you know, like like I said, it it wasn't it she wasn't trying to intentionally buoy me. Sure. It was just something, it was just a, a grace a innocent that, yeah, that happened. expression. Right. It was grace, right? Stirring within her. Right. And moving her to elicit wonder and awe. Yeah. Now, ten years from now, she's going to be called upon to say those sorts of things and do those sorts mm. of things in a more deliberate, intentional mm. way. And so mm. she'll need special graces to do that because she'll be rejected and laughed at. And as we all are, if we yes. take the gospel seriously yes. and take our our vocation to be leavened to the world seriously. Yes. Um, and she's going to need special gifts and graces to endure that and to persevere. And so there, therein lies the value and the importance and the beauty of confirmation. Mm. It seems like today... It is explained as a rite of passage, as an opportunity for uh, a young teenager to themselves give public expression for the faith that is theirs and not their parents. This is sort of how the catechesis oftentimes is is delivered, mm. which to me is um, it's quite uncompelling, mm. really, because it's more of a rationalization for why we do it yeah. now yeah. than the profound encounter that it is. And you're just mentioning that there will be a time when all of your children will need grace, divine power in uh, in an intensity that they currently don't need it, mm-hmm. right, with, mm-hmm. with the world encroaching upon them. Yeah. And it uh, is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Well, what does that mean? Well, it's mystical language. It's biblical language. Mm -hmm. Um, It isn't that God rations himself in baptism. It's simply that Christ has established two separate, though related, sacraments. And with confirmation, there is the reception of more of the life-giving spirit to be actualized within the recipient. I didn't have that recollection when I was confirmed. I will no, say I that. Didn't either. No. And uh, tragically, I don't have any recollection of my confirmation at all. Mm. Um, it, it, it's tragic. It's sad. I, I don't remember it being a negative experience. I remember it being a it's non-experience. Just, just, just nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Well, clearly, it was something in in, in an act of divine mercy. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, Chrism was received, and and um, uh, whole, Holy Spirit decided to abide, <laughs> and and he didn't he didn't pass over you. Benefited <laughs> me in ways that I wasn't even aware of, which is what love does. Yeah, yeah. How do you think those those um, the the sensory images of of confirmation are really beautiful? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned chrism, the uh, the aroma that that comes with that. Mm. Um, sacramentally representing the the radiance of the aroma of Christ that yeah. the uh, the recipient is to to um, manifest through mm. his or her words and actions. Mm. 
um, you know, laying on the hands of the bishop, uh, symbolic of the spirit, taking hold of the person. There's a lot of beautiful imagery in the sacrament, and it all points toward um, the sacrament being a sacrament of mission. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard the sacrament called uh, a missionary sacrament. I've heard it called um, analogously an ordination of the laity, mm. meant to communicate the idea that um, mm. you know, just just as just as with baptism, there's there's a character, there's there's a real um, inherent change in the recipient. So too is there an inherent change or or a character bestowed upon the recipient of confirmation. Yeah, that's a, I have a pith, pithy phrase. I, I don't know where where I I heard this. I, I'm, I'm sure it's not original to me, but I can't recall the source. But oftentimes, I will describe confirmation in terms of that mission by the phrase of baptism puts you on the right team. Confirmation puts you in the game. Yeah, you know, that's meant, not bad. It's a faith that's meant to be lived, exercised, exhibited, displayed, showed, mm-hmm. and there's a courage that we believe that the Holy Spirit imparts within us when we receive the Holy Spirit through this special sacrament to equip us uh, to be active in living the faith, not merely on Sunday morning or in a religious education class or on a retreat, but in in the halls of the school, in the classrooms in which we learn, in the workplace that is uniquely ours. And in leisure activity, that doesn't become an excuse to to pause in the practice of the faith, but rather to commit ourselves to continuing uh, to live the faith. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would, I would, I would say a great big amen to everything you just, uh, you just related and, mm. and it just, it points to the, the, I guess the sacraments thought of as, as a sacrament of activity, you know, because mm-hmm. of everything you just said, and everything that I've mm-hmm. said, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a sacrament that gets us in the game. Mm-hmm. I think the sacrament also strikes a nice balance. As, as we, we pointed out last time when we were talking about either the last time or the time before, we were talking about penance. And we talked about Augustine and just um, the great work he did, underscoring that in the life of the Christian, God always makes the first move. He always hmm. takes the initiative. Yeah. And we're only able ever to do anything, frail creatures that we are, because he's first moved yes. in us. Yes, yes. Um, and, and you know, and with confirmation, the, the emphasis is 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 on you know me being an ambassador of Christ, me doing this, me doing that, me being a representative of of the kingdom. Um, it also, in in important ways, um, relates or communicates that that great point that Augustine makes. You know, um, we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit at baptism, and those are those are perfected or, or completed. Maybe not the best language, but 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 something more happens at confirmation. Three of those gifts, understanding, wisdom, and knowledge, hmm. are really gifts that are meant to be used to, uh, what's the word I want to look for? Uh, sort of lay hold of the truth, beauty, and, and goodness of God. Mm. You know, like a loving absorption of that in, mm. a, in a prayerful, reflective sort of way. Yeah. Um, you, you, can't, you can't give what you don't have. And so some of those graces that are communicated in, in confirmation are meant to, to foster the interior life of the recipient. Yes. Right? So that just as, you know, just as things close to a fire become warm themselves. Yes, yes. You know, as as we grow in intimacy with God, we become Christ-like and able to communicate, um, you know, the truth, beauty, beauty, and goodness of God. Yeah, that's, that's well put. So it's it's not simply an, an active 
sacrament. This might, again, this might, might not be the best way. I can't think of a better one, though. Um, there is also sort of a contemplative or prayerful dimension to it sure. that uh, we would be wrong to overlook. Sure, sure. Absolutely. I, I was just reflecting here. My own experience as a, as a priest, there's so much effort over the years that we have put into an apologetic for confirmation. Yeah. Like we have to talk That's, the young ones into this being valuable. Yeah. And, and in the moment I'm thinking it ought to be so profound within those of us who have received it mm. that we can't but um, speak to the difference that the reception, the fullness of the Holy Spirit has been in our own lives. Mm-hmm. And I will say in more recent years, uh, I've become much more aware of presence and power within me, not from anything I have done, anything I have earned, anything I have achieved, mm. solely received back to Augustine. And the solution is from the inside out. Yeah. So come Holy Spirit, for me is a plea that isn't so much looking up into the cosmos and maybe there to that one star that's 10,000 light years away to the right <laughs> of that come. Right. But rather, you have you have graced me. Uh, I have been a recipient of of you through the sacrament of baptism, amplified, completed, perfected, uh, boosted, whatever. However, we describe it in confirmation. Mm-hmm. So the come Holy Spirit is you're within me, latent. Mm-hmm. So be activated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Courage in this moment. Clarity in that moment. Uh, forgiveness in yet another moment, whatever it might be, that is the response of God to the distress that is causing some sort of havoc and threat to my my inner peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there's there's the beauty of the uh, the sacramental imagery, right? The the radiance of the aroma of chrism, the aroma of Christ, which which should be attractive and appealing. Yeah, you know, as, as you as you pointed out, yeah, <clears throat> kids should um kids who are about to receive the sacrament should uh. We shouldn't have to be able to. We shouldn't have to persuade them. They they should be able to to see it already. Yeah, and I might say here, the yes, the 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 children ought to see in the parents, hmm. and the parents ought to see in peers. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The, this this measurable difference, um, um, a deepening desire, desire to connect with God, a confidence that despite the uncertainty. God's going to provide. Mm. I just need to connect with him. I need to lean in to God. I need to rely on God and not on my own efforts. And the world is just relentless, relentless in beating us into um, thinking that solutions are political, mm. not spiritual. Yeah. But all of these aches of the heart, those are they're all spiritual problems in their origin when we really drill deep. Mm. And spiritual problems have one kind of answer. Yeah. That's a spiritual answer. Spiritual ones. Yeah. So a little bit about confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> Reflection on it. Uh, it, it maybe, a, maybe a final comment for me here, Rick, is that confirmation, I mean, one, one of the, let me say it this way, uh, I think a catechetical response that has been positive when much of it has been negative, it's just defensive. We're, we're, we're trying to beg some of these young people into the yeah. sacrament. Yeah. Um, I think a positive has been 
a strong presentation of the saints hmm. associated with confirmation. Oftentimes, our young teenagers are given the task of getting to know some saints. And when that's done well, yeah. they're they're not going to Wikipedia. They're developing a relationship. They're being influenced by choices that uh, a particular friend of God has made about which they learn. And they say, that's worthy of mm. pursuing myself. How can I do that? And in very recent years, and, and John Pope St. John Paul II was, for me, particularly inspiring, of giving us many, many, many contemporary friends of God, not just the ones from a long time ago in a mm. galaxy far, far away, mm -hmm. <laughs> but 20th century, younger and older, um, contemporary and contemplative. Frequently married. F married. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Saints, saints with a lot of different vocations. Yes, yeah. yes. More representative of the rhythm of what is daily life. Yeah, and not say a, a monastic yes, uh, <clears throat> retreat from the world in a cloister, I, which though I, it might be interesting, that's right. <laughs> it's not compelling. I I'm love, not going to do that. I love Thomas Aquinas, but he and I probably wouldn't have a whole lot to talk about in terms of <laughs> da daily routines. <laughs> should, should we? Should we to meet today? You know. <laughs> right, though Carlo Acutis might. <laughs> give cause for you to sit down and and um, discuss, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so confirmation, like all the sacraments established by Christ, the, the church doesn't invent it, the pope doesn't invent it, a pastor uh, or a consecrated religious doesn't invent it, a parish doesn't invent it. Christ has established it, so therefore it's needed, therefore it's good, we want to avail ourselves of it. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who have been confirmed, pray to the Holy Spirit, Pray to the Spirit to be unleashed and to uh, to elevate us in the midst of dealing, daily living in ways that witness the power of the Spirit working through us so that younger ones and other ones who have not yet received the sacrament of confirmation, they have cause <laughs> to at least be curious about the difference that it might make in their life. I'm Father Dave. He's Rick, a priest and a dad, just earnestly trying to become better fathers, not through our own effort, but through sanctification made possible by God's graciousness. Friends, we're casting the net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.